0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for your favorite quarterly podcast. It is the fourth, well, technically not final episode, but final episode of 2014, even though it's technically 2015 now. This is very confusing, and I'm. (laughs) Regardless of all that, it is the fourth episode of the seasonal anime checkup. Thank you for joining me once again. I am Jared, your host with the most, and we are going to talk about. The previous season of anime, aka Fall Anime 2014, we're going to take a look ahead to Winter 2015, which, since I'm doing this kind of later than normal, there's a good handful of shows that have already started airing, but we'll still preview everything that's coming out in Winter, and uh, something that we didn't do last year, last year? (laughs) Last episode? Uh, Which technically I guess was last year, Uh, we're going to do some backlog stuff and talk a little bit about some out-of-season shows. Let's just get right into it. Let's talk about some of the shows from fall 2014. Now, my list for this season is not as large as summer, because I know like, I did t- ten, at least 10 shows in summer, and here I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, so it's a little bit down compared to last year. I keep on saying last year, last episode, but hey, sometimes some seasons aren't as strong as the others, so you get what you can. But let's uh, start off with the first show that I watched this season. Let's talk about Amagi Brilliant Park. Now, this is coming from Kyoto Animation, and I'll basically give anything of theirs a shot. It is a show revolver around an amusement park that might not seem like the most interesting of in concepts, but Amagi Brilliant Park is able to pull it off decently. A former child star is brought in to run the park after it is threatened with closure if it does not receive enough visitors. What happens then is a mix of hoping that this park doesn't get closed down and learning about the ins and outs of how this park operates. Spoilers! There's some magic involved. Overall, it's not the best show of the season, but it's decent enough to probably warrant a checkout, and just be forewarned of the random bits of fan service i seem to pop up every now and then. Moving on, let's talk about Denkai Gai no Hanya-san. It is a comedy about working in a manga shop, I mean that has to be interesting, right? Denkai Gai is less like your typical anime, but also more so than other shows on this list like Shirabaku. There are no special powers or anything of that sort, but you follow around the various workers of this manga store. It's charming, funny, but definitely full of fan service and raunchy humor. There were times where I did consider dropping it due to some of this stuff but I would end up giving it another shot and stick with it. I mean, if you're into more sexualized humor and very awkward situations, you'll probably want to give this a shot. This next title has (laughs) a lot of different names. There's the original japanese name there's the weirdly english translated version of the japanese title and then a completely different title english title that's translated completely or whatever they did for crunchyroll so this is ino battle wa Nichijo kai no nakade or ino battle within everyday life or where supernatural battles become commonplace a little confusing but i don't know Crunchyroll's like hey let's make this a completely different title Uh, You know, Battle started off with an interesting premise. What happens when high school kids gain powers beyond the realms of reality, but then decide to just go around about their lives normally? This seems to be the case for the first few episodes of the series, but then it starts to fall apart midway through. There's talk of a war between rival factions that also hold powers, but they don't get these kids involved and it's kind of swept under the rug. The last half of the show starts to spin its wheels because nothing of note really happens. For the most part... It turns into a slice-of-life show, with a few bits here and there of a battle or two, but they just seem to be there for the sake of having them. It's sort of disappointing, considering the premise could have made for an interesting series. Now for these next two shows, we're going to go to our correspondent in the field. Actually, not really. We're just going to go talk to Chris of Markout, Darkout, and Select.com fame, which you may remember from last episode. And we're going to go talk to him about Log Horizon 2, so let's go straight to that! Alright, so I am joined now by Chris, who you may remember from the last episode. Chris from the Markout, Darkout Network, and Select.com. Chris, how are you doing this fine morning? (laughs) Miserable. Sounds about right, so uh, we're first going to talk about Log Horizon 2 with you, so... Please divulge and tell me all about Long Horizon 2 since I did not watch the show at all.
1: <laughs> I want you to watch this show. You need to watch the show. It is a great, great anime.
0: I mean, um, we know my track record with watching <laughs> with watching shows that you recommend, so...
1: <laughs> we're still waiting on uh, Future Diary. Yeah, that's true. You have the live version of Future Diary and the anime to watch. Uh,
0: There's a lot of stuff to watch.
1: Long Horizon this seasons really Really fun though. Basically, it's it, to me it feels like it's divided into two separate, like two different things are going on. You're kind of looking at the town uh, in Akabara where everybody's just kind of you know like all the players are are in there and they're doing their thing. And then on the other side, you have the main character and a whole bunch of bad and oh wait I can't cuss and a whole bunch of hard butts that (laughs) that just sounds stupid
0: you can can cuss don't worry I'll just bleep it out
1: oh yeah you bleep it out (laughs) you have a whole bunch of people and they're doing raid they're doing a raid in this crazy dungeon and it's epic raid and we find out what happens when you die since you come back because obviously it's a game even though now it's become reality but the people that aren't really from the game don't really die they're immortal but they lose bits of their memory and they kind of like struggle in a purgatory state and and feel like the greatest amount of depression ever And then they come back. Uh, It's really cool. It's really interesting. Also, just found out, so there's this one character who she comes on really strong, very flirtatious, very, like, she calls herself an idol, teases a couple characters a lot, right? And so it's just, it feels like it's just this crazy fan service crap. And it turns out she is actually a guy. And so people are like freaking out now and only a select few in the show know and they don't know what to call her now. They're like, do we call her big bro or do we call her big sis? And I don't know. It's funny. So I thought that was really interesting to uh, prolong announcing that she is actually a he. And
0: it definitely sounds like an interesting take on how to approach that, especially in an anime.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, it's awesome. It, It was really cool.
0: And, and that is uh that's stretching on into into winter season, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Okay. Cool. Cool.
1: The last episode, I believe it was episode thirteen. I think there's episode fourteen. I just haven't watched it yet. But the last episode, we are on Valentine's Day, and it's a really really funny episode.
0: It's a bit in the future. It's getting yeah. ahead of itself.
1: There's really good. The thing I like about this show is like co- compared to Sword Art Online, since they're what written by the same person or whatever, it's not. <sighs> It's, it's not too much, like, lovey-dovey, weird relationship stuff. It's, it's a really good show, really good story, and there's a lot of humor, a lot of humor. And the main character, he always pushes up his glasses in a weird way, and I started doing that, so. Oh, no. no. Yeah, so <laughs> no. now I'm kind of like him, uh... except I'm really bad at raids. <laughs> so I don't do raids very well.
0: All right. Well, something falls in the background. That's Log Horizon Two.
1: It was my vape. <laughs>
0: so yeah, we'll we'll be right back, and you'll you'll be right back in this next next segment. <laughs> yes. Alrighty. So there is your thoughts and opinions on Log Horizon Two. Obviously, I didn't watch it, so there you go. And then moving on, we're also going to go right back to Chris, and we're going to talk about a show that I did actually watch, and that's Psychopath 2. Is it as good as the first season? Does it hold up to the first season? And what exactly is happening in it? For all those answers, let's take it right back to Chris and me. And we're back again with Chris, as that was like back-to-back segments, so it's really not, really didn't have to do like a transition there or anything, but hey, let's talk about Psycho Pass 2.
1: What color are you, Jared?
0: Uh, like I don't know, purple. Purple, nice. Yeah, I didn't really like Psychopath Two.
1: I found it, especially in the beginning, like it caught me off guard. How disgusting it was.
0: Yeah, it was, it was a, a little. You yeah. know,
1: did you feel disturbed, especially yeah. in the medical?
0: Yeah. I
1: watched like I had to not cl- not close my eyes, but just kind of look away. It was like kind of making my stomach feel. Ugh
0: yeah yeah my stomach kind of churned on that episode a bit I was like Dude, this is this is pretty yeah f- it's one,
1: it it's def it definitely plays on that, that it, uh, I can still see it all too in my head
0: It's yeah. like watching
1: one of those messed up videos that you never forget I'll never forget that scene,
0: but that aside it's only eleven episodes, right. which compared to the first season is is like twenty four ish I just the story just felt too disjointed for me. And it felt like they rushed it way too much. Oh yeah, much.
1: they easily could have dragged it out to, the, or not even dragged it out, they just could have expanded it at least like 10 more episodes.
0: Sources have told me that this is like a different group of writers from the first season, so I think that's kind of like contributes to why it feels really different than the first season. It's kind of like all over the place, and I, I think probably the episode count didn't help yeah. either. I mean, 11 episodes is weird for mm-hmm. a season, but you got a thing as well, they're doing a movie at the same time and that comes out around that's coming out around this time right, right now. But as far as I know, the season in the movie don't really correlate with each other. So that's, it makes it even more confusing. As like,
1: what the f- happened with this right, season? I was wanting to know what's like, do you know exactly what the movie is about? Because the way this show ended, I mean, yeah, you can do a movie. You can totally do a movie on it. Um, it's just like, I don't know if I, if it'll be that great.
0: I do not really sure like where the movie is in like the time. I do
1: like the idea though now that like everything can be read. It's just why would you want a group of, of people to be read now with the psychopath with like, you know, your guns and everything? That, That's I mean question. one person could have a high reading and everybody else could have a really low one, but because of that high one, wouldn't everybody get
0: Or it just cancels, it, cancels it out.
1: Yeah, definitely. So it's interesting.
0: I think the movie's supposed to take is supposed to pretty much like be. Centered more around the, do you remember like the main, um, the main guy character? I forget his name in the first yes. season, because he was missing in the second season. But it's more, it's supposed to be more focused around okay, him. Good. I think.
1: I like him a lot, and I was expecting him, at least a little bit.
0: <laughs> but he was yes. like a ghost. Yes, that,
1: I, I thought. Well, for some reason, he came in. I was like, oh my god, he's coming back for like the last few episodes or whatever. Eh, no, 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 no. It no. was all in her head.
0: Yeah, very disappointed. <sighs> It's very yeah, it's very disappointing Like, because I know you and I were both pretty pretty excited about this oh, yeah. season. And then just how it played out, it's like, oh, that's a it bummer. It
1: went a different route than I thought it would and it didn't have everything I would have liked. I still liked it, though. I love the concept of this universe because I feel like it is honestly a direction we're heading. Not, you know, exact every single thing. But the, with all the technological advances, it just seems like a future we're heading towards.
0: But I think that's kind of why it's really disappointing in a sense because there's so many interesting things you can do in that universe and then they just do right, this. Right. It's just like
1: uh, – Are they going to do a season three?
0: That's, that I guess is up in the air at this It'd point.
1: Be interesting <laughs> I suppose. I mean you could bring back the, the main guy from season one, which would be nice.
0: I guess it probably depends on like how well this season does and how well the movie does. If they like decide to continue on the the basically continue on in this universe we or bring not. The so first
1: writers back too, please. To,
0: <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they are work right on the, the movie. The wrong
1: of this season. Yeah. But still, I think it's it's a season worth. I mean, it's a show worth watching. I don't think anybody should like shy away from it. It's just it's not gonna live up to the first season's standards. I mean, it's short and enough. It's gonna so. hurt your stomach. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, that's very true. People with um, what is it? What's the thing for like if you you're you're very queasy. I was going to say queasy. Yeah, if if your if your stomach turns very quickly at like stuff of of like blood and stuff, like <laughs> you probably shouldn't watch this. Like this if you watch the
1: first season and when when the threat is terminal, like you know you're going to kill the person and they explode, if that part kind of makes you feel uneasy, don't be careful in the second season because it's very more graphic. Yeah the first season did a really good job of of kind of messing with your head and making you like feel kind of weirded out but this season I felt like it just they went overboard
0: they went more for the gross out factor than anything oh, yeah. else Oh yeah. so uh yeah that's Psycho Pass 2 what, eh. what <laughs> thank you me and Chris or Chris and I that'd be more grammatically correct so let's keep on let's keep this train a moving choo 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 And let's talk about Shigatsu Wakimi no Uso, or You're a Lie in April. A frontrunner for best show of the season, Shigatsu Wakimi no Uso, is a very charming show about musicians, fighting your inner demons, and how a single moment can change your life in an instant. It's a great looking show, and hooks you in from the moment you first lay your eyes on it. I knew I was going to be hooked from from the first episode, and that caused me to seek out the manga and read that. I've kept up with the manga and is probably ahead of the episode by let's say six or seven episodes. Fans of the show who have not read the manga should get ready for it to be a very emotional roller coaster as it continues into the winter season. It's highly recommended. Uh, also of note, lots of really fun and good music in that in that show, especially that opener and just you know whenever the two mu- two uh, excuse me two two if I can say two right two musicians. Or playing different pieces throughout the show and finally for the last show that I actually watched Shirobako. My favorite show of the season was Shirobako, which just came out of nowhere for me. The opening episode kind of tricks you into thinking it'll be a on K-On-esque show where you see this group of high school girls in an anime club band together to make their own original piece. What happens afterwards is the show goes a few years into the future where some of the girls now have a job in the anime industry. It's a very interesting look at how exactly shows get made, and reminds me in a sense of American shows like The Office and Parks and Rec, in that they revolve around a workplace environment. Unfortunately, this this show does not cater to the reality documentary aspect of those shows, but is a very well done workplace drama. Obviously, I didn't get a chance to see everything this season, Baku was my top pick for Fall 2014, and you should definitely check it out. Very very highly recommended. And that is also going into winter twenty fifteen, so you can, can you can catch up on all the show or the episodes that came in fall twenty fourteen and just keep on rolling until winter twenty fifteen. Now to talk about Sword Art Online 2, we actually have multiple opinions on this. We're gonna get to Chris in a little bit, but I did go to the Tumblr and you know, put some feelers out there and said, Hey, if you want to give your opinion on the seasonal anime checkup, shoot me a message. I will put you on the seasonal anime checkup, and this guy did. This guy or gal, I should say. <laughs> this is <laughs> I'm going to have to censor your name. I apologize, just because I try to keep this family friendly. <laughs> but this is from Goddammit Fabio on Tumblr, which you can follow them at GoddammitFabio.tumblr.com. And obviously, I'm pretty sure you can uh, you can get what the bleep is. So shouldn't be too hard. It's spelled the exact same way. For the opinion thing. I like Sword Art Online 2 quite a lot. It followed the light novels to a good extent and PB and MR, which I don't know what those are, but we're just going to keep going. <laughs> we're way stronger arcs than Einrad and ALO, I hope I pronounced that right. While I'm a huge fan, I can't overlook the fact that the anime did an odd job with the PB adaptation, throwing random fan service scenes even in serious moments, what really breaks tension and detracted from the experience. MR was beautifully adaptate, abda- adapted, <laughs> and I was even more moved with it in the, in the anime version than light novel version. I really liked that it did somewhat of an inversion from the first arc's conflict, where as opposed to fighting against death, we have someone who just comes to terms with it. Caliber was a nice side story to give sideline characters a chance to shine again, even if I w- just wish they'd well stop sidelining characters. That's part of Reki's writing, I don't like one bit. But one you just come to terms with, I guess. That's all I have to say without getting too in-depth, I think. Well, I appreciate, appreciate your thoughts on Sword Art Online too, and thank you for divulging your opinion of the show and being featured here on the Seasonal Anime Checkup. For more information on this show, let's head on back over to Chris where he's going to give his thoughts on the last, probably last half of that season, I hope. Maybe? I don't know. Either way, we'll take it to Chris. All right, after hearing... An opinion from Tumblr. Let's hear an opinion from Chris about Sword Art Online 2, the second half of the second season of Sword Art Online. Chris, has this season lived up to the hype?
1: Lived up. This season, this is... It made me so depressed for a couple weeks. I cried this season, man. I cried. Why'd you cry? There's a character. Basically, you know, everything's come to the point where nobody's being murdered in real life or whatever so like the main character and everybody they're not fighting like it's like their life depends on it anymore right Mm -hmm. so they're kind of getting laid back relaxed lazy whatever oh there's a group of them mainly one character she is like just going at it being a hard (laughs) awesome 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 character fighting for her life it feels like and she's like one of the best with the sword now she even beat the main character. Cray, cray. So we find out, like, we find out that this group that this girl is in is a group of people that are terminally ill, and they're gonna die, and they're hooked up to machines in a hospital, and it's like a trial machine thing that that basically lets them go into video games. That way, they can kind of, you know, still live out their lives, but in video games, and kinda of just follow their adventure until ultimately she passes away. And it is the saddest saddest in the
0: world. That reminds me of a game I played last year, but I'm not gonna tell you what it is.
1: Because
0: <laughs> it's a huge spoiler.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it was just it was it was a heartbreaking season.
0: Second so, half. Really so do you good. do you think it was still as good like on par with the first half or? Better, worse.
1: <clears throat> I think connecting with me, it was it was better in the sense that I was like more invested in the character, a couple of the characters. But the first, the first half of the first season was probably the best this show's gonna be. But I haven't read the manga or anything, so I don't know. A lot of people, you know, are excited about things that are still to come.
0: I mean, I, that's if they they do a third season, but they probably will. <laughs>
1: yeah. They they definitely will. They have so much that they can continue with, I guess. But that first half of the first season was just so awesome to me. And I know everybody hates it. Whatever. Hate it. I don't care. The show's fun. It's a cool universe to to be in.
0: I haven't seen it, so... (laughs) You, you,
1: You should watch it. I think it's like Log Horizon has become my main one out of the two. But Sword Art Online, is just it's still a really cool universe. I think people get too upset about the stupid fan service or the or the some of the storylines are just kind of like childish but i really dive into each character and i care about them so it's fun watching them progress no matter how stupid it gets and it's you you can relate to that with wrestling you know we we still watch wwe yeah just to see how it progresses
0: how would you compare long horizons or online like which would you say is the better show oh man I want to put you on the spot here.
1: <laughs> There's so many different things that I like about each that if I could pick out a few of them and then put it into its own show, that would be like the perfect show. Mm-hmm. I would probably I'll go. I would probably go with Log Horizon just because it feels more, um, I guess, realistic. It, it's more, It's a little bit more interesting. The concept of of they're actually trapped in the game instead of where now on Sword Art Online they're not. Yeah, they're not in the game anymore. But on Long Horizon they can't get out. We have no idea what's going on with you know like outside. We haven't seen that yet. But they deal with death, and the death is really weird. Like they can come back. You know, they respawn. But they deal with they deal with death in like a purgatory state. The people of the land, which is actually like the non-playable characters in game, are now like real people who have a real agenda, who kind of don't like the game players because they're immortal. They're kind of scared of them. So it's just really, really cool compared to Sword Art Online, where I feel like it's a little bit more childish. They kind of focus on love storylines that just don't really need to be there. So I'd probably go with Log Horizon over Sword Art Online, but I really love them both. (laughs) that hurt me to say it. But there's your verdict. If it tells you anything, my lock screen on my phone is Log Horizon. My desktop background on my computer is sort of online.
0: So, <laughs> Not there. surprising at all. There you go. Well, thank you once again for being a part of the seasonal anime checkup, Chris. It,
1: it, it was fun. Watch Future Diary, please. <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll see. Well, thank you once again, Chris, and that is the last we're going to see of him for this episode, as we are now done with the fall 2014 shows, and now we're going to take a preview into winter 2015, which technically isn't a full preview since I guess shows are out, so you might have seen some stuff already, but we're still going to go ahead and talk about basically all the shows that are hitting the airwaves in winter 2015. Starting off, we have Absolute Duo, which is by 8-Bit. The story begins with Blaze, a weapon that is the manifestation of a human soul, Toru Kokono. Oh, wait. I'm um, Apologies in advance, because I'm going to put a ton of names here in words, so... Yeah, it's going to just be like the last episode. Happens to be qualified for this, but for some reason, his Blaze is not a weapon, but a shield. Moreover, he enrolled in a school that teaches combat skills, and thanks thanks to the school's duo-partner system, he ends up living with a beautiful silver-haired girl. Aldnoah Zero Two is the second season of Noah Zero. That's it. (laughs) Ansanzu Kyoshitsu. the students of Class 3E, have a mission. Kill their teacher before graduation. Oh, that's, a, that's an interesting premise. He has already destroyed the moon and has promised to destroy the earth if he cannot be killed within a year. But how can this class of misfits kill a tentacled monster capable of reaching Mach 2? Is that Mach 2 or Mach 20? I gotta look in here. There was a smudge on my screen, so it looked like a weird like letter or something after it. But it's Mach 20 speed, who may be the best teacher any of them have ever had. That sounds really weird, but also kind of interesting. Bynan Koko Chikyu Boyebu Love from Medea I also forgot to say the other ones, but we are already past that. The story centers on the five students in the Boyebu slash Defense Club, a.k.a. a club to do nothing at the binen High School involving the battle between the two mysterious creatures came from the outer space. That's a, involving the battle between the two mysterious creatures came from the outer space. That's a really grammatically weird sentence. They have to fight against... Siphokubu slash conquest Club conquest club, the student council, as the successors to the throne, battle lovers. You may have seen information about this show earlier in or at least somewhere. This is basically the magical boys show instead of the standard magical girls trope Which hey, it's a very interesting take on that, so be curious to see how that show actually does. Death Parade by Madhouse Studios. Welcome to Queen De Kim. What greets two unsuspecting guests is a strange bar, Queen Dakem, and the white-haired bartender, De Kim. <laughs> From here you two shall begin a battle where your lives hang in the balance, he says to introduce the death game. Before long, the guests' true on true natures, excuse me, become apparent. As a matter of course, at the game's end, Dechem is revealed to be the arbiter. Dechem's judgment on the two guests is dot 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 dog days, and then there's like two like the last half of a quotation. It's from Seven Arcs. It's the third season of Dog Days. It takes place two to three excuse me, two to three months after the second season during fall vacation. Durra Ra times two show from Studio Shuka. A second season of Du Ra is in the works. The story takes place a half year later a half year after the first series at Tokyo's Ikebukuro neighborhood. The first part show, or understanding, will air in january twenty fifteen. Very excited for the show. I watched ra Ra earlier last year and was just kind of blown away by it. So I'm very excited by what this next season is going to be and (laughs) what exactly is going to happen. Go Princess Precure from Toei Animation. This is a long description. The story is set in Noble Academy, the first boarding junior high school in the Precure franchise. The anime depicts the excitement of dorm life, coming of age while living with friends, and the anticipation of anxiety of a new life among roommates separated from family. The heroine Haruka Haruno is a first-year student at Noble Academy. Even now, she has a cherished she has cherished her dream of becoming a princess, like those from her precious picture books. Long ago, she made a promise with a boy named Kanata to never give up on the dream. This is a really long description. Uh, yeah, stuff happens. I'll just I'll just go with that. Just so we're not reading that entire thing for this whole time. Isuka, I hope that's how you pronounce that. From arms. Oh man. Shinichiro decides to look for a job in order to pay his rent and his teacher suggests that he work for someone at their house doing housekeeping however the person who hired him was sakuya a girl who is the 37th head of the shimazu family and her job is to exercise and eliminate unwanted creatures Shinichiro accidentally releases one of the creatures that sakuya how do you say that sakuya 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 well, I don't know, whatever think of like sakura that's like a y7r captures and they cooperate to catch it a story of comedic creature hunting begins jojo's bizarre adventure stardust crusaders 2 by david production which is a sequel to the first season i believe after 30 days of travel across the world plagued with countless battles jotaro and his companions have finally arrived in egypt now only the strongest stand users remain to rebuff our final our hero's final match on cairo the nine egyptian gods Dio's most zealous servants, will the Joestar line fall to the monstrous vampire, or could Jotaro defeat Dio and save his mother's life, I've always kind of wanted to get into Jojo, but I still just have never taken the time to actually do so, probably should do that sometime, Junketsu no Maria from Production IG, the story follows Maria, who the most powerful witch who lives during the Hundred Years' War in France. She despises war, so she obstructs battles with her strong magical powers. Her meddling with her succubus Artemis and incubus Priapus <laughs> has caught the attention of the heavens, and so the archangel Michael is an edict. When Maria loses her virginity, she will also lose her magical powers. A beautiful angel named Ezekiel is supposed to watch Maria and make sure the witch does not use magic in front of people, but Maria continues to use magic anyways. That just sound... What? <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Juo Mujin no Fafnir from Dio Medea. In the Unlimited School Battle Action story, the world was transformed by the sudden appearance of monsters be- known collectively as dragons. Before long, girls known as D were born with the dragon's powers. A boy named Yu Monobe is the world's only male D. <laughs> Although his existence is kept secret, he is forced to enroll in Midgar, a school for D-girls, where, where, where he sees a female student, Iris, naked. Moreover, he's reunited with his long-separated little sister, Bitsuki. Kamisame, Kamisaba, Hajime Mashita, and like a weird O, second season of that, from TMS Entertainment. Kantai Collection, Kankal, the base for the fleet arrayed against the deep-sea fleet is Jin, Shinjufu. There, many Kan Musume have gathered to live... Together and work hard every day in training and other matters. One day, Kan Musume arrives at Shinjuku. She is a special class of destroyer. Her name is Fubuki. I am Fubuki. Nice to meet you. Fubuki's story, as well as the Kan Musume's story, begins now. Kofuko Graffiti from Shaft. So you're going to see a lot of head tilts. The story follows Rio, a middle school girl who lives by herself. She has a knack for cooking and she makes friendships with everyone through her food. The cooking manga is full of detailed cuisine art to whet the appetite and slightly erotic meal scenes. What? Mikofuku in the title is a wordplay on Japanese Hanonyms, one which means happiness, and another that means appetite. Kireko no Basket 3, which is the third season of no Basketball. Rolling Star Girls, from Wit Studio. Ten years after the Great Jip- or the Great Tokyo War, each prefecture in Japan has split up into independent nations. Each nation is ruled by a prophet called Moza and an army called Mob, as they start to compete to take over other countries. Four Mob Girls from the Saitama clan, Nozomi, Yukina, Ai, and... Chiya are ordered by their Moza to travel around Japan riding their motorcycles to meditate multiple battles or mediate multiple battles between nations and clans as they emerge. Senai Heroine no Sodate Kata. Kind of want to be. I'm like probably butchered like half of these titles and I apologize. The, ti- the, the title for this is from A1 Pictures by the way. The life of Tomoyo Ake, a high school otaku rework, working part time for his BD hoarding. With remarkable luck, he bumps headfirst into Megumi. Oh, this thing is like freaking out kato the most beautiful girl he has ever seen naturally the meaning twists his life into a complicated torrent of relationships Ire spencer sawamura his half foreigner childhood friend who's always valued his her relationship with mc kasumi Gauka udaha a cold composed renowned li- literary genius who shoves everyone aside from our protagonist what is this an eroge introduction, the tale of a small, not-quite-dojin circle, but not-quite-indie-studio's journey through the tough territory of Kamiket and beyond, Saiken Sukai no World Break. The story is set in a private high school that brings together saviors, youths with awakened memories from past lives. Some of them are Shiragane, who fights who fight enemies with weapons and techniques gleaned from the Purana... Purana powers from their own bodies. Others are Kiroma who wipe our enemies with magic to manipulate the mana and powers that surpass surpass physics. A if I can get this to read, right? A boy named Moroha Haimura enrolls in in this school. He's the first person in history with past lives of both Shirogane and Kiroma. Sengoku Muso. Which I think this is Samurai Warriors? Based off the video game? Toyotomi Hideyoshi is on the verge of unifying the realm, and all that remains is the Odawa Castle, protected by the Lion of Sagami, (laughs) Uij- I'm not even going to pronounce that. Hujo. Hideyoshi's personality, personally trained- This thing keeps freaking out. Personally trained generals, Ishida, Mitsunari, Katara- All those guys- are all on the front line of the battle. Miss the battle formation are the two young warriors of the Sanada household: older brother Nobuyuki and younger brother Yukimura. As the stalemate begins to break down, Sanada Yukimura rides on alone in a horse rides on a lone horse into the fray. His brother follows him right after. Shinmai Mao no Keiakusha from Production IMS. Hey, you said you wanted a sister, right? First-year high school student Tojo Basara was suddenly asked by his father and fell into a state of panic. On top of that, the eccentric father told him he will be getting remarried. He he then departed overseas after bringing Basara two beautiful stepsisters, but Mio and Maria's true forms are actually the newbie demon lord and a succubus. Basara was almost entered into a master and servant contract with Mio, but a reverse contract was formed by mistake, and Basara is now the master. Moreover, Basara is being hit by ecchi situation one after another due to the contract, but Mio's life is being pursued by other demon tribes and hero tribes. The most powerful Contractors Desire action drama begins... That's a mouthful. Shonen Hollywood Holly Stage for 50. This is season 2 of Shonen Hollywood. Sokyo no Fafnar Dead Aggressor Exodus. Sequel to Sokyo no Fafnar Dead Aggressor. It's two years after Heaven and Earth. Tante Opera Milky Holmes TD. In the story story of the Great Era of Detectives, when detectives and thieves with the power known as toys compete, has given way to the Great Era of Idols. However, someone starts stealing the idol's songs in Yokohama when super idol Marine... Amagi's hit song Keseke no Uta, Miracle Song, is stolen. She enlisted detectives of Milky Holmes. The Idolmaster Cinderella Girls. It's another Idolmaster ser- series. Tokyo Go- Ghoul, excuse me. Square root A. I think this is a square root symbol. It's the second season of Tokyo Ghoul. Just something I still have not watched but probably should. Yoro no Yaderman. In a remote land there was a girl who gazed beyond the ocean. The land was Yatterman Kingdom. It is said that it is a heavenly land controlled by the Yattermen, the hourlies of justice. In order to save her sick mother, the girl attempted to land in Yatterman kingdom to ask for help. However, she was turned away, and her mother passed away without anyone to give her charity. Uh, Okay, there's actually more of this. Doranbo, one of the bands of great thieves. There was a beautiful girl named Doranjo, worked under a boss named Dorkurobe. Her lackeys were two men named Boyaki and Tanzara. The Doranbo fight with Yattermen, and within the fray, the team is banished to a remote land. This is a story of a new generation of Doronbos, Doranjo, Boyaki, and Tonzara, as well as the story of the birth of Ganchan and Aichan as Yatterman. Yuri Kuma Arashi. The intellectual fantasy follows Kiraha, a transparent high school girl who is plain and is barely noticed by others. Seemingly, every night she has a dream about ba- a bear and a transparent storm. In this dream, her mysterious classmate Ginko Yoshiro appears in the form of a bear. So that is winter 2015 and of course there's a bunch of other stuff that's transferring over to from fall 2014 but for the most part yeah that is that's winter 2015 not a whole lot of stuff but you know some stuff that seems interesting at least so hopefully there's at least a few good shows that we can talk about on the next episode of the season anime checkup also there is the cycle pass movie that will be coming out around this time i think it might actually either already be out or is like very close to coming out in japan and then the third persona 3 movie comes out in april let me double check this real quick as long as this loads up fairly fast it's not going as fast as i want but i want to say it's april that that is coming out if i can scroll through all this i'm looking at spring 2015 now persona 3 movie falling down is i guess going to be a spring release i guess that would make sense yeah so as a spring release both the k and k movies are coming out then as well there's another dragon ball z movie so spring's looking kind of crazy as far as movie goes but uh we will talk about that next episode so in that in about 12 weeks or so doesn't mean we are done with this episode as we got some let's talk about some backlog stuff so, if you remember Haley from last uh, episode, she has come back. You can follow her at shorty-cake.tumblr.com. She's here to talk about Haikyuu, which we did talk about last episode as one of my favorites from spring and summer of 2015. Let's see what she has to say about it. Haikyu is the best anime I saw this season for several reasons, specifically for the good writing, stellar characters, and good old-fashioned man pain. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Be prepared for a lot of emotional manipulation. Be prepared to find yourself huddled on a ball, weeping over your TV screen because a character spiked a volleyball. In parentheses, seriously. That's that's a true statement. It's the kind of show where you can't pick a favorite because between an amazing cast and every episode ends before you're ready. And I do believe, I'm going to double check this real quick, but one of the the main gripes I had in the last episode is not for the show itself, but for the fact that there was not a second season announced for Haiku. After the show ended which was the case for stuff like baby steps and possibly other stuff that I can't remember at this time I can't even load up Google so I'm gonna quickly go to my phone real quick and hopefully this actually works a little bit quicker I apologize for being so unprepared yeah according to the, this is already like right there Crunchyroll, roll anime season two announcement I don't know if this actually says like when there's a date for it, but yeah, there's a second season of Haikyuu coming, which is great! Super, 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 super excited for that. So hopefully that comes out, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if it's going to be a spring title, since they're, they just announced it back in mid-December, but maybe summer? Maybe summer? Either way, hopefully next year we get to see the second season of Haikyuu, because man, that's a... F- great show. Also, I actually did do some backwatch stuff as well. Backwatch? Sounds like I'm talking about backwash. Backlock stuff as well. One of these shows is uh, Cowboy Bebop. You may have heard of it. (laughs) Cowboy Bebop is obviously one of the most famous anime shows out there. If you haven't heard of it, you probably have lived under a rock for the past 15 plus years. I finally got the chance to sit down and watch the series thanks to purchasing the Blu-ray complete set. And while I'm not all the way finished with it, I'm about three-fourths of the way through and can finally understand why everyone places a show on a pedestal. A quick sidebar, but when I was first exposed to Cowboy Bebop, it was in 2001 when Adult Swim first launched, that's, you know, 14 years ago. Now you might not remember, but Cartoon Network before they made Adult Swim used to run an hour long block of Toonami at around midnight. Here, they would show an episode of Dragon Ball Z and uncensored episodes of Gundam Wing. And I think they might have shown, like, some other stuff here and there, but I can't remember off the top of my head. This, those two shows are basically the, the hour-long block that I remember the most. Following that, they made it all swim, and one of the shows they promoted for it was uncensored episodes of Cowboy Bebop. Now, I'm 11 at this time. i probably too young to be watching the show. But I wanted to basically get my hands on any, everything anime that I could at the time. So, I'm watching the first episode... Early in the morning, because, you know, doing this before school, because this came on at, like, midnight, and I was obviously not allowed to stay up that late. And there's a scene where the person Spike is trying to hunt is in a bar along with the lady he is with. There's a quick cut in that bar where you see the lady lean over and sip her beverage, which makes it so you see the screen three-quarters of the way filled with her breasts. At that moment, my sister comes through and sees this and says, You probably shouldn't be watching this. Rest assured, I never got to finish Bebop at 11. But 14 years later, rectifying that situation. And hey, pretty sure I can watch this now. I'm old enough. <laughs> uh, also, I got to look at Kids on the Slope. Which, if you haven't if you haven't seen or heard of this show, you should should definitely fix that. Most people should know of and watch Kids on the Slope. It's simply amazing. If you aren't into jazz music after watching this, you probably won't be ever. Kids on the Slope is a period piece set in 1960s Japan after about a couple of high school kids who get heavily into jazz. Well, one already is and introduces it to the transfer student. Helmed by the director of Cowboy Bebop and featuring talents from that staff, you automatically know going into that show is going to be very stylistic and just good. It is easily all of those things, and while it features some real awkward moments, it doesn't necessarily detract from the show. If you can get a hold of this to watch it, you should! It's available now in subs on Crunchyroll, at least as of last month, and also out on Blu-ray, which does feature an English dub, which I have not got a chance to check out yet, but it's I'm going to do so sometime. Uh, thanks to Haley for always mentioning this show on Tumblr as well, or else I probably would have never just given it the chance. And another sidebar, I did rewatch the first episode of GetCon Shoujo Does Kikun last night, you know, just because, but <sighs> just make a second season of that. Make a second season of that, because man, man, that show's just too good. Make a second season of that show, please, creators of creators of that show. Make a second season. Do whatever you can. I mean, the the silly bonus episodes, if you can track those down as well, are still really good. But that about does it for this episode of the seasonal anime checkup. Thank you for joining me once again for the fourth time. Hopefully, if this is your first time, you should uh, go back and listen to those previous episodes. And hey, if you're also looking at our podcast, go check out the rest of the Markout Darkout Network. Check out the Markout Witness Darkout podcast, which is our mainline podcast that we do every week, or at least try to. If you're into sports, maybe go check out the previous episodes of CNC Sports Connection, which is technically on hiatus. And hey, if you like what you see... Bookmark SoundCloud, subscribe to us on iTunes. And if you want to check out the guests of the seasonal anime checkup, you can check out Chris at tcchrisross.tumblr.com at tcchrisross on Twitter. And he is also a part of the Workout Dark Out Network and A Select.com. Our other guests include Goddamnifabio, <laughs> which you can find at goddamnifabio.tumblr.com, and Haley, which you can find at shorty-cake.tumblr.com. That's an actual dash, not the word dash. Thank you once again for coming on to the Seasonal Anime Checkup. I appreciate you guys putting in your opinions, and I appreciate you, viewers, listeners, whatever you want to call yourselves, of the Seasonal Anime Checkup. We will be back, or I I will be back, with hopefully more guests, so I guess technically we will be back next time, in about 12 weeks or so, for the fifth episode of the Seasonal Anime Checkup, where we'll take a look at Spring 2015, and technically that's the one-year anniversary of the show being live, so, hey, that's a cool thought. So, Thanks for joining me once again for your favorite quarterly podcast, The Seasonal May Checkup, and I'll see you when it's a lot warmer, hopefully.